All right. Welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest around the United States, Canada, Europe, wherever you might be listening to us on the podcast. It is another welcome back to Hockey 2020 Special Edition. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight, as always. And uh, my co-host, Stephen Marsh, up in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and Paul Hornstein out on that palatial estate in beautiful Long Island, New York. Gentlemen, Stephen, how are you doing tonight? Doing doing very well. Another great action of NHL hockey. Of course, the Golden Knights in progress right now. We're going to get into that, but but doing well, and good to be on with you again tonight. All right. Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, I pay my... I pay my rent. I expect my lights to stay on. Uh, and you threatening to shut them off is a problem. Uh, yeah, you do pay your rent, so you're good on that, on the really palatial estate. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, but literally, I, and I'm not, uh, we're joking about this, but uh, it is entirely possible. Uh, the rest of my block and a oh, bunch of my no. neighbors don't have any electricity. Uh, Are we talking giant... about from the storm or what? Yeah. Yes. And a, oh and a big goodness. and uh, a big giant tree on one of the the electric wires. And as I was walking into my house to get ready to do this, the electric company is showing up, and they oh. said, "Oh, by the way, uh, we might have to shut off your power." Oh, well, wonderful. wonderful. Yeah, so we're going to find out whether or not this setup works with or without uh... <laughs> without power, maybe. <laughs> yeah, if all of a sudden I disappear, you know why. Let's hope it holds off for at least a half hour so we can get through this show. <laughs> well, we'll find out. Well, this is another edition, as I mentioned, of uh, Welcome Back to Hockey 2020. Uh, lots of more excitement going on today. I uh, personally just got back in the door. I was down there doing a uh, What Drives You uh, filming today at Oceanside, and I can tell you, hockey is back at Oceanside Ice Arena. For anybody that was wondering, the uh, the youth kids were out, all the locker rooms were full, and uh, they were out on the ice and doing everything they could. And Mark Stone just scored to give the uh, Golden Knights a five four lead. Okay, um, I'm, I'm pulling a Steven on us here, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said it on me. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, uh, everything's looking good uh, as far as things in the desert southwest, and um, you know, we just hope the COVID continues to lessen and go away completely eventually, so we can uh, get back to normalcy, if anything. But guys, uh, I ask you this every night uh, when we do this, but. Is there anything that, that, that you've seen so far in these playoffs, if you will, the qualifiers or the round robins that surprised you? Paul, let's well, start with you. How can you say that Montreal being up two games to one against Pittsburgh is not a surprise? Yeah, They're, good they, point. They are, as, as we went into this thing, uh, the quote-unquote pundits uh, were saying, the only team that can't win is Montreal. Okay. Right. <laughs> Okie dokie. No problem. Uh, that's uh, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So far, has that worked out for Penguins? I want I want to ask you this, Paul, because you didn't have a chance to hear this question the other night when uh, Stephen and I were on. But um, and, and I asked this to Steve Potman as well. I said, when you look at the way this NHL set this up with the teams in hotels and away from their families. Um, it, it, it brings you back to your roots of playing hockey, right? Where you traveled 
uh, all the time as a kid or a junior player or, you know, even in college, you're away from home. Um, do you think that the teams with younger players are adapting to this situation, this bubble situation quicker than the uh, quote-unquote more experienced older teams? I don't know. I, you know, because you, you're sitting there and this is – that is kind of the – the analogy that a lot of people are making, it's like being back in youth hockey. Uh, at the same time, I didn't play ice hockey as a kid. There was no ice in Queens. It was a lot of roller hockey. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I did a couple of years of coaching, and we kind of and, – and I, and I experienced it that way. But that's not the same thing as playing. Yeah, true. Um, it's a it's a totally different experience. Um, they were kids that we were coaching, uh, and I was not a kid, and so I don't really have anything to compare it to, right? Except that uh, they've had time to mentally prepare for being away from everyone and everything, and uh, as been mentioned a bunch of times. Guys that retire say they don't miss the, the grind. They don't miss the, the the injuries, obviously, but they miss the locker room. This right. is 24 hours a day locker room. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I, I guess when I looked at it, that what made me think of that question, and I brought this up to Stephen the other night too, is that uh, the younger guys are not that far removed from that lifestyle, whether it be junior hockey or or even college hockey where they're away from families or maybe don't have families at that point. Uh, but the older guys uh, have have families and uh, they're used to going home after games and, and things like that. And I just wonder, uh, and I hate to, to make this a point because we all know our military uh, goes to basic training and gets shipped off to Iraq or Iran or wherever for six months at a time in very unfavorable conditions. So I don't want to make it uh, something like that, but I just think it's the fact that maybe it's taken the, the veteran guys a little bit longer to adjust to this because they, uh, you know, mentally prepared for it, but it's not the same as actually being away, you know, and maybe wow. after a week of that, it's starting to get to you a little bit. And uh, maybe, I, I don't know. It's just, it's something I throw out there. I guess that would depend on the team. Right. You know, uh, for me, when I was away at college, I wasn't really away. My family left me. I was there. My family left me. So, <laughs> right, Stephen, uh, why don't you reiterate what you told me about this? Uh, your thoughts on that? Gosh, I don't even remember what I said. I think I, I think it said it was. You're getting old. I Steve. think. <laughs> well, I say a lot of things that sometimes I don't even remember. But um, no, I, I, I think there's some benefit. I think there's some benefit. For, oh, I know what I was saying is that they get to. Some of these players get to go watch these other games, you know. And you, normally, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get to see these players, and and probably for these young players too, it's probably a good experience. They can go when they're not playing; they have the opportunity to go watch some of these other teams play, and some of these great players play in the league that they don't normally get to see in the year. They might watch some games on TV, or, or but but to see games in person, other than when they're playing, that's very rare. And so they they get the opportunity to do that. So that might be a positive experience, especially for young players. Uh, in this uh, tournament style that they get to watch other teams uh, play in person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
so you guys have seen more of the games than I have today because I've been out most of the day. Oh, wow, but another goal. Vegas just scored again. <laughs> Vegas just second scored again. Um, or second of the game. <laughs> doesn't so, matter. So <laughs> here we go. It's a round-robin game. Doesn't, doesn't Steven, matter. Steven, tell Paul that it does matter if you're the number one or the number four uh, seed in this tournament. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it, I'm sure it, it matters to, to the Golden Knights. They want to be the number one seed. Uh, it matters to a team like Philly that now has an opportunity to be the number one seed. A team like Boston probably thinking to themselves, we were the president's trophy uh, number one team, and now we're going to possibly be the fourth seed. So I don't, they, might, they might be thinking, saying, Oh, you know, it matters. In are, the they el- of- are they eliminated? No. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, but it, I, I, don't, Paul, I, I don't Go ahead, but, Steve. Go ahead. No, no but there, me- there might be some concern. There might be some uh, uh, confidence uh, uh, busted. They're saying you know, some doubts putting into them, these teams like, wow, what, you know, what what kind of team are we? You know, I mean, we're, we were supposed okay, to. Okay, so let, I, let I don't me think inter- Char is worried about that. <laughs> let me interject something, though, a, a little psychological on this. And, and this is – I've seen this twice now. Once the, uh, the NHL showed a picture of all the Calgary jerseys hanging in the Edmonton locker room, and, I th- and they said, you'll never see this again. And then last night, Edmonton was the uh, visiting team and Chicago was the home team, and they showed – the entire Chicago jerseys hanging up in Edmonton's locker room. Uh, psychologically, doesn't that do something to you? Don't you feel like they're in our house? I don't care what this is. And, and they're in our locker room. That's our space. Paul, yeah. any thoughts on that? Listen, is that possible? Maybe. But if you're really worried about that and not worried about playing, because if you're the Edmonton Oilers, you're into the fight of your lives to just try and get – to the next round, and you're playing the Blackhawks, who have, despite being the youngest team by numbers in this 2014 tournament, they still have guys with a lot of rings, and you don't have those. You're going to need to worry about other things than whether or not Calgary's spitting on the floor in your locker room. Or in this case, the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> yeah. I'm right. worried about the Blackhawks as much as they would be if it was Calgary. Uh, yeah, I hear you. Um, so, Stephen, you've had a chance to see all of the uh, Golden Knights game to this point, I'm sure. So tell tell us what's happened uh, with the Golden Knights because when you look on the scoreboard, you see 6-4. Uh, the last time I saw it, it was uh, 4-3 in favor of St. Louis. So uh, what's going on with the Golden Knights, and are they performing uh, as everybody would expect? Well, I mean, six goals is certainly a positive uh the net, the goaltending, which is Flurry tonight, has been a little below average. I have to be honest. Flurry's has not really been what he can be, and that 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 showed in the second period when when St. Louis put on and and you know and we're talking about Leonard versus Flurry in the in the you know going forward. Uh, there's a possibility if Leonard has a really good game now, Flurry might get bailed out of this game because they're going to win, but. It has not been one of Flurry's best performances, so that's one thing that sticks out to me. Uh, Zach Whitecloud, uh, though, gets his first career goal in this game uh, for the Golden Knights, so that's that's a positive. Shea Theodore, as we mentioned, just gets two goals, but but it's been interesting because it was a one nothing game early on, and the Golden Knights were getting chances, but Jordan Bennington was really standing on his head, was making some really great saves, and it was one nothing after the first period, and then St. Louis scored early in the second period, and then the goal, and then the back and forth happened, the Golden Knights scoring a bunch, St. Louis scoring a bunch. So maybe both goaltenders maybe a little shake in the second. Obviously, a lot of scoring, and then uh, and then the third period, Golden Knights were able to 
to take advantage. So again, another good third period by the Golden Knights, and and they're gonna they're gonna win. But you know, there's still probably some some concern there. And we talked about defense before, and and there's certainly maybe some shakiness there too. So uh, we'll have to well, see. But, but a win's gonna be I'm a win. At but the shots. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at the shots, Stephen, and I'm seeing 38 to, for uh, Vegas and 14 for St. Louis, and and that doesn't compute in my head to a 6-4 game. It looks like it should be more of a 6-2 game with a well, shot differential like that. And 11 to one in the in the third period in favor of Vegas uh, in the shot column. So they've really have tightened up here in this third period, and and if they could just do that the whole game, they have you know a good chance of winning. Now they might end up winning this game, but to go in a playoff series, go deep in the playoffs. You got to do that the whole game, and and um, maybe we haven't seen that quite. And and uh, Flurry again could could be better in this game, but he hasn't, you know, he hasn't been as as he could be. But but again, you're going to get the win. So, but there'll be a lot to learn from this game for sure. Okay, Paul, tell us about the uh, the Eastern Conference. Your Islanders uh, uh, fell up, fell short to uh, Florida three two yesterday. Um, what's going on in the Eastern Conference? You no, know, once again, the uh, well, Carolina. Eliminated the Rangers. Uh, the Islanders did not play well yesterday uh, for most of the game against the Panthers. And, you know, once again, special teams comes down to that. And, uh, you know, they they played and uh, Carolina got – I mean, Florida got their team special teams working. They had a power play goal. And once again, that's the difference in the game. Uh, this is not exactly news. I'm not breaking new ground here. Uh, but as an Islander fan, I don't want it to go to a game five. You were up two games to none. Uh, get get it done with tomorrow afternoon and then worry about it after that. Uh, Toronto is really struggling with Columbus. Uh, Columbus is keep is in every is in game the whole way. They just can't score. I mean, we've talked over time about how the coyotes, have not been able to put the puck in the net on a regular basis, and that's their biggest issue. Columbus has not been able to score in this series at all. Um, you know, they're already working on a fifth straight period without a goal. Uh, yeah, that's Toronto hard to win not, hockey games if you don't put yeah, the puck in the net, you know, right? Uh, Toronto went the first five periods in this series without a goal, uh, and that's why they lost the first game and were really struggling in that, in the, in the, in that second game. But – you know, at some point you think all oh, the, the offensive players they have on that team will have some sort of explosion, uh, you know, and it's it's going to be uh, as long as it's a one-goal game, Columbus is not out of it because it only takes one shot. Right. Um, and, you know, uh, Frederick Anderson for, for the Leafs not had to make a lot of great saves, but – they haven't really had any bounces really go against them like in some of the other series. And I'm not just talking about one way or the other. You've seen a lot of series and a lot of games, especially uh, in the first two games of each year where the puck has taken some crazy bounces. Right. Uh, that first game for the Coyotes uh, against, yeah. against the Predators. <laughs> yeah, that was four a four or five crazy goals in that game. Yeah, that was a weird one. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then let's come back and talk about a couple of teams that can score the the uh, the puck. Don't say it. Don't <laughs> don't, don't even go there because I will. You don't I'm have to worry make, about it after the break. You don't have to worry about it after the break because I'll spend the whole ten minutes after the break 
calling you out. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break here from our partners, and we'll be right back to talk a little more hockey, NHL style, in uh, two minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson band? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. You find your prime with M-Drive. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best-tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the Fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that Fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, 
smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, we're back. Another uh, special episode of Welcome Back to Hockey 2020, our podcast special. This is uh, day six, gentlemen. we got three more to go as we get through the qualifying rounds and uh, Paul's favorite part of it, the round robin. Uh, <laughs> hey, it is but what it is. I, I, it, I, I, and I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the, the games have been played with a certain <laughs> amount of intensity, but it's not the same, and you can't. You could say it is, and the play, and and but when 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 your season is not on the line, okay. Yeah, I hear you. Let's, yeah, there's let's, not let's, as much. Let's, there's let's, not as much at stake in the round robin game. Well, that's, it. Well, that's, right. that's my point. Right. Yeah. That's my point. Am I going overboard by saying they don't mean anything? Maybe a little, but uh, <laughs> well, I think they mean something. But I don't. But they're not as important as the the other five. The qualifying series but they no, you got something. you got you got winnipeg tonight their season's on a line right. they're gonna yeah. face calgary in, a, in, a, in an hour or so and st- that game's gonna start and their season is on the line if they lose tonight they go home so whoever round robin game tonight somebody loses eh, okay so what season's yeah. not over yeah, yeah. I get your point. It's uh, it's well taken. So we talked about teams that couldn't score. Uh, obviously, that matchup between uh, Cal- um, Vancouver and Minnesota has some teams that can score. But Chicago and Edmonton, man, oh, man. Is there goaltenders playing? Has anybody seen goaltenders in that ice? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, Edmonton has used both of their goalies now. They, they right. started Mike Smith in the first game. And they've used Miko Koskinen in these last two games. Uh, the Blackhawks have gone strictly with Corey Crawford, as you kind of expect them to do, considering he's got a piece of jewelry on on his fingers, and probably more than one. Um, so I don't see them changing up. But you know, that's a there's a lot of firepower in those series, and yeah, and. The other night, what Connor McDavid in, in game two didn't score, and everybody's yelling and screaming, What happened to Connor McDavid? Where'd he go? Is he disappearing for the playoffs? Right. Listen, nobody scores in every game. Yeah. This not, is the NHL after yeah, all, right? This is, yeah, this is not Peewees. You know, right. this is not mites and juniors, whatever those age designations are. I have no idea. Um, I just know what they're called. But well, he's, 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 Guys, he's doing he's doing just fine now. <laughs> well, yeah, he was okay the, last night, but you know, yeah. Chicago was once again it was better, and you know, obviously, the, the, you know, I'm the first guy to be like, oh yeah, they, they signed this guy because he's a quote unquote crafty veteran. Yeah, okay, that to me uh, for the regular season it means nothing. Okay, okay so. But the playoffs, just come out and say we signed this guy for the playoffs because he's got championship experience. Right. I, mean, I guess it's once again back to the cliches, but um, Chicago so, is going to be dangerous because they have those guys, their key guys, their core guys, their, their, their leaders all have a bunch of jewelry. Yeah. And Edmonton has got nothing. Yeah, well, Johnny Taves has had a resurgence. There's no uh, doubt about that. That's some of the best hockey I've seen him play in a long time. So uh, maybe this bubble thing is fitting 
fitting his lifestyle pretty well or something. But, um, Stephen, give us a little breakdown of the other teams in the Western Conference. Uh, that Minnesota-Vancouver series uh, looks like Vancouver's starting to take hold. It looks that way. Yeah, it was a 3-0 a three game for, for Vancouver today. Um, so a shutout there by uh, Jacob Markstrom in that game. Also, the, the impressive performance by uh, Quinn Hughes in that game. He had, uh, I believe he had three assists in the game, and that's uh, so pr- pretty impressive there. Uh, you know, I I think most of us picked uh, Vancouver to win this series. I think only one person out of all of us picked Minnesota to win the series, but uh, maybe people can figure out who that might be. But um, <laughs> Did he just take a shot at you, Scott? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it sailed right past my right ear. And anybody that's seen seen my face knows that I don't need any more shots taken at me. <laughs> by, the, by the way, Stephen, I approve 100%. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I don't I, – I mean, Minnesota's not out of it. I mean, it's still only a 2-1 series. Uh, it could go five five games. It seems to be a back, back-and-forth series. Um, we'll just have to see how, how Minnesota comes out and – and responds in the next in the next game, but uh, that's the other one uh, that happened today. Uh, we have, of course, the Jets and the Flames tonight at the other Western Conference game. As Paul mentioned, the Jets are uh, facing elimination. So if, if Calgary wins, then the, the then the Jets, if Calgary wins, and yeah, the Jets will be eliminated. Calgary will move on. So, so um, I think we all wanted to see it go five games. I think we want to see as many of these series go five games because it's more hockey for all of us to watch. So oh, yeah. we'll have to see. We'll have to yeah, see, see what happens. But that's um, a great point. I'm I'm going to throw out another elimination game tomorrow at about eleven thirty uh, Pacific time. Uh, Arizona Nashville and uh, anybody that watched the start of that game uh, the other day yesterday. Um, they were wondering what in the world was happening to the Coyotes because they were getting steamrolled and. Uh, Seth sent me a message, uh, a text message during the first five minutes, and he said, um, the Coyotes didn't show up to play. And I said, be careful. This is one of those games where a goaltender might just steal you a game you're not supposed to win. Uh, anybody know what happened in that game on a 4-1 Coyotes win? <laughs> well, I, I think to... it was Darcy Kemper. Yeah, well, listen, you know, Nashville's going to come out even harder tomorrow. You know, because once again, their season is on the line. Um, and you're going to need the guys that have stepped up for the Coyotes, the goaltending. Uh, Taylor Hall has played pretty well. Uh, that line with uh, him and, and Kessel and Dvorak have had pretty good games so far. Uh, once again, you know, get a power play, put a couple of pucks in the net, and and, and go from there. Um it's been that way in every game in every series. Yeah. And uh, how and important even more so. I, I I think this has been the the most I've ever seen the ability to get a power play goal affect the outcome of playoff series. Because it seems yeah. like every game. Not you know, not yeah, well, right. they scored a power play goal, but they lost four to one. Or they won four to one. It seems like every one of these games has been a one goal game for the most part. And that one power play goal, if one team gets two and one team gets one, the team that, that's gotten that second one is, 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 is the difference between winning and losing. And it's been more so in this first qualifying round than I think I've seen in a long time. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I think uh, as far as the Arizona Coyotes go, I think if they could get a little more uh, output from their second and third lines, I think that would be uh, advantageous to them, especially. And, and I'm, it's interesting to hear what Rick Tockett said, and I don't know if you guys have heard any of his talk, but uh, he's talked a lot about making adjustments to the style of play Nashville is bringing. Um, even between periods, he's changing up – how they're attacking uh, the style of play of Nashville. And uh, I think that might be hard for some of the younger guys, the inexperienced guys, if you will, to adapt to. But uh, when they adapt to it and they follow the system, they seem to have success. And, of course, it doesn't hurt when you've got a goaltender that made 40 saves in your first win and 39 in your second win. So uh, Arizona Coyotes on tomorrow, uh, Desert Southwest. We want to keep uh, the Coyotes in there as long as we possibly can. And, um, Stephen, we're going to round things out a little bit with you and the Golden Knights because I told you at the beginning of this whole thing, I said, I think the Golden Knights in Colorado are, are the cream of the crop in the West. Um, any changes so far from what you've seen? Uh, not, not, not that I not, – not really. I mean, we're going to see Saturday uh, the two big matchup for the uh, number one seed. So that – you know, that's going to be an important game, of course. Um, but – and then, and then those are probably two teams that could that would could very well face each other in the uh, the Western Conference uh, Finals. Um, of course, Golden Knights still have some improving to do, and Colorado, I'm sure, does too. And but uh, obviously, we see what the capability of the Golden Knights that they want they can score goals. Uh, they have the ability to score goals. Uh, even if 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 if, you, if they give up four four goals, they, they have the ability to come back third periods comebacks now in both their games so far. So. Um, if you can do that, it's it's an, it's important, obviously, for a deep playoff run. So I I still think, yeah, I still think Vegas and Colorado are the uh, the contenders uh, to win the West. All right, well, uh, we could go on for hours as we could because there's so much to talk about. We're uh, out of time for tonight, but um, you know, as you look at at things, and we'll kind of wrap it up on this: is uh, the Golden Knights to me, and I've seen a lot of them over the last three years. Uh, seem like a team now that's finally found themselves. They, they have a coach that they're – not that they didn't like Gerard Gallant, but they're uh, very pleased with what Peter DeBoer is bringing, and the guys seem to be playing for him. But more importantly, Stephen and I, and I think I mentioned to Paul about this, is that if the Golden Knights were going to uh, have an Achilles heel, if you will, it was going to be their defensive core. And with uh, Zach Whitecloud um, coming on and, and playing – much better hockey and even scoring a goal today. And Shea Theodore scoring two goals. So three three goals by the defense. Uh, defense uh, and, and then today. two from Al, uh, from Alex uh, Tuck as well. So you're, you're starting to see some, some things coming together for the Golden Knights. I think they're going to be a force as long as they stay healthy. Their biggest problem now might be who do they put in net. And uh, Robin Leonard right now seems to be that guy. So... All right, that's it for tonight. We'll let Paul uh, take us away with the read, and uh, we'll say goodnight with Roger Klein and the Peacemakers and a little De Niro. Welcome back to Hockey 2020 on the Ice Time Hockey. SW.com Network is brought to you by Belfort, the presenting partner of the Sunday special. It's summertime. Hockey's back. Come to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix to check out our summer truck and SUV sale. Tell our friend Kevin Wood that Ice Time Hockey SW sent you. Get the bar stocked for your playoff run with Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and find your bottle. Buy summer skates. Show your playoff passion and style with koozies and shower shoes personalized. Or with your favorite player's name and number on it, 
at summerskates.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Call them at 1-702-541-5546. Championship taste for a championship run. JesseRay'sBarbecue.com. By M Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. Trying to watch all the games? M Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. Welcome back to Hockey 2020 and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back to Hockey 2020 and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. And Scott, one more thing before we go. I want to mention this too about the Golden Knights. One last thing on this. Uh, they're giving, you know, we, we know how well they are in the community here in Vegas, but they're actually doing things for the Edmonton community while they're there in the bubble. Uh, the Golden Knights uh, gave some uh, pizza to some homeless and poverty stricken Edmontonians uh, there near the bubble uh, on Wednesday. Uh, that was uh, a story that the score website posted about so people can check that out. And it's pretty cool to see that the Golden Knights are doing that. So I just wanted to give another, another, plus yeah, that's, that, as we understand, there's no, there's no doubt that they are big in any community they're at. So um, as we end tonight, I'll say Steven's happy because the Golden Knights keep winning. Paul's happy because he's still got power for the moment. I believe <laughs> I do. And, and I'm happy because my concussion seems to be uh, getting a little better. So it's all good. Let's say goodnight with uh, a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. Until tomorrow night, night folks, uh, watch some hockey, and we'll see you again tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific.